Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm the director of the Practice Identity and Access Management here at Kupinger Call Analysts. My guest today is Graham Williamson. He is a fellow analyst with Kupinger Call Analysts. Hi, Graham. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. It's great to be here. Great to have you. And we are covering a topic that Kupinger Call is covering for the first time, at least with that focus. And the title for today is Controlling the Accelerator for Secrets Management. What does that mean? And what is secrets okay. management? Okay, I've got to confess that when I commenced the research into secrets management, my understanding was, well, obviously, it's person identifiers. How do we look after person IDs? It's also device IDs. You know, we've got increasingly, uh, the, as, as more IoT devices are, bit, are deployed, we've got a device management issue as well. And I thought that was basically it. But as I undertook the, the, the research, the sort of scales fell off my eyes and I saw how wide this is. And... It is moving so fast that we need to make sure, and I, and I see this as sort of a, a an advice to CIOs saying, look, this is accelerating extremely fast. You need to make sure that you put some governance on it because if you don't control it, what's going to happen is your enterprise is going to go their own route. They're going to embody it. And without the, the governor, if you like, uh, you're going to – there's, there's tears ahead if you if we, if we don't properly control it. Right. And when you say the field is so large and the, the, the spectrum is so wide, what are the identities where you are managing the secrets? So keeping the secrets secret as long as they are required and having them at hand when they are required. So what are the identities that you're looking at? Yes. Okay. As I said, it's obviously we, we pe people, um, um, and we've, we've done that well in the past. We just need to get better at it. Uh, devices, uh, as we put more devices on the network, we need to make sure that we protect the communication from those devices, probably encrypted. We need to make sure that we identify the communications from those devices, probably digitally sign it. So we need secrets to manage that. But then there's other areas like, for instance, the service accounts from uh, from from your various devices that that are automating activities. You know, in the past, well, hopefully we never ever do it again. But embodying a password, a username and password in that connector is just don't do it, right? So when it becomes uh, looking after service accounts, we need to make sure that's there. I guess the biggest area that surprised me was in machine identifiers. Now, when I when the, the what, what what we've got in the machine space is uh, the deployment of software packages to a wide variety of different areas, and we need to make sure that as those software packages are deployed, that again, if we need encryption, that we encrypt them. If we definitely need to sign them so that before we deploy that piece of code, we are sure of its provenance, where it's come from. So that whole machine identity, basically managed by DevOps, is another area that we've got to put the brakes on and say, okay, Mr. DevOps, what do we need to do to give you the tools to allow you to do this job securely? And what is going to be the enterprise control over that? What do we as an enterprise want you as a DevOps person to do? So uh, that that machine, and I've got to, uh, to, to talk, we've got to make sure that we get control on that aspect of the secrets management space. 
Right. And when you say, okay, the DevOps need to understand and embrace that and you and an organization needs to enforce that, that means also, again, a change in policies and processes and really also having um, the responsibility of the people who are acting with these uh, secrets um, really, really in place so that they really, yeah, yeah, that they enforce that, that the policies are defined, understood, and enforced using a tool like secrets management tools as they are. You researched that area of secrets management tools, and it ended with a leadership compass, so our document of comparing these different services and products. Um, can you a bit explain how organizations actually can leverage this leadership compass, how to use it to get the best out of it for, for them? Absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I should just explain when I say machine identity, uh, that's sometimes uh, misunderstood. In the United States, North America, uh, when you say machine identity, they're talking uh, this code that you're now deploying into typically a cloud environment. Okay. So you need to make sure that as you do that, and cloud native has just made this a whole lot bigger. So in a cloud-native environment, you've got containers. Those containers actually might be across multiple cloud cloud environments. And you've got to make sure that those that, that, that machine component, as you deploy it, is properly protected, just as you, as you mentioned. So now, and, and we explain that in the leadership compass. So I, I think that an organization that wants to understand secrets management would learn a lot by uh, going through the document and understanding these various components of it. And, 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 and to a degree, uh, I'll, I'll confess, we are comparing apples with oranges, with bananas in this leadership compass. So the vendors that are featured uh, 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 cover a very wide range of secrets management. So the benefit then to the reader is you, you can decide, you can go through that and say, well, which of those these vendors are important to me? So, for instance, uh, we 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 uh, provide a, <clears throat> provide a, a a matrix that shows each vendor and what their strong points are across the secret management environment. So, you, as a prospective a customer of this vendor, can go through that and say, "Yeah, yeah, that matches." And in the leadership compass, we give a page description of the the vendor, um, and by absorbing that information, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to, as a prospective customer, build up, well, which of these vendors best suits my use case? And in fact, we talk about four major use cases in the document. Um, you can then, the, 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 the customer can then contact those vendors, explain their specifics, their requirement, and see how that vendor is going to respond to that with the whole intention of making sure that um, you know, you follow a proper procurement process where you put together a shortlist. This vendor, the vendors in the document, uh, the descriptions there should enable you to give put a good shortlist together. And then as you pr proceed through the procurement, you'll find out which ones best match your requirement uh, with hopefully uh, by the end of it, uh, short-circuiting all the time you might otherwise have to have to spend in, in properly deploying secrets management. 
Right. And this is also a, pro a process where we as analysts and or as advisors then can support in the process. Um, on the one hand, we have your great research, which, which really um, covers the full range of these products. The, the, the customers or the in people interested in such a product can use your leadership compass themselves for selecting the right service, the right vendor, the right product. Um, and on the other hand, we as advisors can support them in identifying their requirements and mapping that to um, the individual vendors and their services and products. You've mentioned the Leadership Compass is um, is prepared by you. Is it already published? I assume so, right? It's being published as we speak. Okay, that's great. Uh, so we really, I really recommend the audience to go to our website, kupingercole.com, have a look at the Leadership Compass Secrets Management provided by Graham. If they have any questions, I, I'm quite sure that you that they can reach out to you and contact you by mail. If you have any other questions regarding this podcast or comments, please leave them below this video or just reach out to Graham or me. Uh, and um, we are really looking forward for your feedback. And if there's anything else we should cover in our podcast episodes, just let us know. Maybe we will do that as well. Uh, thank you, Graham, for your time, for creating that great piece of research uh, covering this for Cooping a Coal, new um, a specific focus of research, and looking forward to seeing you in another episode very soon. Super. Thanks, Matthias. Thank you very much, and bye-bye.